I want us to go to the book of Matthew. Matthew, the third chapter. Actually, the it's the fourth chapter, but we're going to be dealing with the beginning in Matthew, the third chapter, verse 16. And would you please say amen when you The Lord is so good to us. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your consideration, your awesomeness, your greatness, and your power. Father, let us deem to be worthy of your calling, Father. And in Jesus' name, we lift up this congregation this morning before you, and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the blessing, we thank you for the strength, and we thank you for your son, Jesus. And Father, we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. Church, say amen. amen. In the book of Matthew, we see here where Jesus had become an adult, and he was about to embark upon another calling in his life. One called the baptism and the revelation of who he was to the people that he came to serve. And as I was searching for a title, the word of the Lord came and he said, overcoming your wilderness experience. You know, this thing called the wilderness of this life that we're in can be quite traumatic at times. And it can cause us, if not careful, to become very destitute in our spiritual growth in God. But here we see in Matthew, the third chapter, verse 16, the word of the Lord reads as thus, it says, And Jesus, Jesus being the power and the wisdom of God. And Jesus, when he was baptized, <coughs> he went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven, not from the earth, but from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. It's amazing that when Jesus was baptized, 
straightway he went up. And heaven began to speak to him. That's amazing to me. And, and, and it leads me to understand that wherever Christ is, heaven is speaking. So if there's Christ in you, that's your hope of glory, then heaven speaks to that which is in you. So I'm looking at this word and I'm seeing that Jesus, when he was baptized, that word there means to be overwhelmed. When he was overwhelmed by the waters of the Jordan, Jordan being the spiritual stream of life, we know that. The water indicates the blessings that are found in the spirit. And we see here that once we allow the overwhelming of these blessings to take us by way of grace, we, we, we find that straightway Jesus went up out of the water. When the Lord is born inside of us, it takes us up to a place where heaven comes down to meet us. Heaven didn't speak until Jesus went up. Heaven doesn't speak to us until we decide to go up in that we've been birthed in. It goes back to that scripture. When Jesus is born, the wise men came with wise counsel. And when wise counsel comes, so does wealth from heaven. Because it is God that gives us the power to attain wealth. So I see here the word of the Lord saying that when God is birthed in us, that he takes us up straightway. We're not at the same place where we were before that birthing took place in us. That's why it's so important to allow God to get birthed in us. It's a conversion. It's not a ritual. It's not a church event. But it's a true conversion in your life. And these signs shall follow them that believe. We talked about movement the other night. Movement means to go forward in God, and when you go forward in God, you're going up in God. These signs shall follow. That means something is moving in you, the believer, that causes people to know that truly you've been born again. If your conversion can't be identified 
by the public, then your conversion may not be authentic. Because these signs shall follow you. So the word of the Lord tells us here that Jesus, when he was baptized, when he was birthed and when he came forth, he, he, he went up straightway out of these blessings that God had placed him in. And as we go up in our conversion, heaven comes down to meet us. And heaven brings a word of revelation to us, giving us the instructions of the revelation that this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Meaning that this is what this is the spirit. This is the mindset. This is what I want you to understand that I've decreed and declared to build you as a child of God. This is the only acceptable thing. This here, which I just baptized and birthed in you, called the power and the wisdom of God, Jesus the Christ. This is the only thing that's authentically accepted of God is Jesus Christ. He says that when Jesus is born in us and baptized, that straightway things change in our life. We began to go on the upward. We don't wait. It says straightway out of the water. And you don't get saved and go straight into your ministry. No, you don't do that. You don't get baptized in the Holy Ghost and go straight into your ministry. There's a wilderness experience that you have to go through. And that's the part that most of us try to eliminate or avoid. So we don't understand why this thing ain't working for us called life. We don't understand that we can truly put life on cruise control and God will work for us. Why? Because we don't understand this thing called this wilderness experience and that we've got to overcome it before we can be on cruise control with God. So the heavens open up, speak the word of revelation, and here we are. Jesus. He doesn't go, even though he knows what he's been called to do, he does not go straight into his ministry. There's a drop-off point. And there's a drop-off point for you and I when we get saved. Before we can truly begin to grow efficiently and proficiently in God so that we can be a blessing to others, not to yourself. Because a lot of y'all think that God bless you when he pay your light bill. That's not a blessing. You got blessings mixed up. A blessing is always an overflow where not only you're taken care of, but you can handle others too. Amen. That's where a blessing is. If your light bill needs paying and God paid it, that's just mercy. That ain't grace. That's just mercy. That's not a blessing. No, let's get rid of it. 
That's not a blessing. See, a blessing is an overflow. You, you can't cheapen God when it comes to blessing. See, God blessed us when he gave his son, and his son is overflow because he gave us all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So don't, don't, don't get mixed up. Don't get mercy mixed up with grace. Because if you get mercy mixed up with grace, then you're going to mix up and you get, you're going to get blessings mixed up too. And somebody's going to teach you wrong about what's a blessing and what's just mercy. Because what's going to happen is that's going to cheapen your ability in God. Because you're going to be going around saying God blessed you when really he just had mercy on you. Because you don't know the difference between a blessing, which is overflow, so that you can help others, and just mercy. Where God just took mercy on our poor soul. Because, you know, there's an old saying, God take takes care of babies and fools. Yeah, mercy. Mercy. And thank God for mercy. So the word of God says here that in chapter 4, that Jesus, he takes and he began his mission. And the first mission before you can go and deal with a public ministry is that you've got to go through your wilderness experience, which is a private ministry. Because before you can help anybody else to overcome anything, you've got to be an overcomer yourself. You've got to go through your own private ministry before you can be any help to anybody else. You know? You, you, I mean, that's just the way it is. That's why the Lord say don't judge nothing before it's time. And hold fast, prove all things, and hold fast to that which is good. The Bible says in Matthew 4, verse 1, that then, that's a conjunction, then, and, and back here is a conjunction too in uh, 16, in Matthew 3, 16. So these things, these conjunctions mean continuation from one thing to another. So then, that's after he came up out the water. That's after the birthing. That's after he came up out of the water. That's when he began to go upward and the Spirit of the Lord spoke from heaven. That this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And in another place it says, this is my beloved son, hear him. So the word of the Lord says here in Matthew 4, verse 1, that then was Jesus led up. Notice it keeps saying he went up. Of the Spirit. Uh-huh. Into the wilderness to be what? Tempted of the devil. See, when you go up, you got to understand what you're doing and where you're going. You see, Satan is the prince of the powers of the act, the Bible says, right? When you go up, what do you go up into? Yeah. And what's up there waiting on you? Okay. Spiritual teaching, not church. Spiritual teaching. Let's get you some understanding of what's happening when it happens to you. Well, we can stop being ambushed if we hear. Remember? Here. Here. Somebody say here. All right. Heaven heard that too. I'm talking about heaven. 
The Bible says that then was Jesus led up of the spirit of the of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. I want you to listen something. Because a lot of people think that Jesus wasn't tempted to after the 40 days. That's, that's wrong teaching. You've been taught wrong on that from the preachers. I want you to go over here to Mark 1, 13. I'll show you something. Mark 1, 13. And by the way, Mark was the first gospel that was written. Youngest of them all, but he's the one that wrote the first gospel. 113, are we there? Amen. <coughs> the Bible says in Mark 1.13 that and he was there mm -hmm, in the wilderness 40 days. And being in the wilderness 40 days, he was what? Tempted. Of who? For how long? Sound like everybody to me. And was with thee who? Wow. Oh my God. We're going to get a revelation here. And the angels ministered unto him. See, first of all, God says that, Lo, I am with you even unto the end of the world. We don't need to forget that, people. Because during that time of your wilderness experience, we're going to need to remember that God is with us regardless. But how can we remember it if we don't know what's in the Word? How can we remember that God is with us even until the end of the world if we don't know that that's God's Word? This Bible says that he was tempted of Satan for 40 days when he done what? Went up. He went into a place that he'd never been before. See, and that's what happens to us when we're saved. See, see, when we get baptized in the Holy Ghost, what it does is it takes us up. We go up from within ourselves. We go up into a place called the wilderness, a place where we don't and we're not familiar with. It's a new place. And it's a place where there are demonic forces because... Satan is there tempting him. But it's also a place where the, the wild beasts are. You know that? So what he's saying is those wild beasts are our carnal affections. So not only, not only will you be attacked by Satan when you're going up trying to go forward in God, but you're also going to be Attacked by your own carnal aspirations and desires. Can I get amen? amen? So you see what this man was going through? Not only was he being attacked by Satan, but did you not know that your flesh is the door that Satan enters in and causes us to do wrong? Do you not know that? So when we make provisions for the flesh, we're going against God's word, which says that make no provision for the flesh, and you won't feel fulfill the lust thereof. So what happens is, is that he fought Jesus. And Jesus' physical nature 
fault him. That's some wild beast. And see, so when we go up in Christ, here we are, and not only do we have spiritual warfare, because y'all do know we're breathing this stuff in. If he's deprived of the air and we're breathing in the air, then we're breathing in all kind of demons. Now, you don't have Christ in your life, so when we look out at the world and we see that the world going straight to hell, because the world say, let's do it, anything goes. The world killing, stealing, lusting. I mean, this thing done got so bad that men don't know they men no more, women don't know they women no more. I mean, this thing is like done got so bad. Why? Because we don't have Jesus. We've never really been born again. We just came to church, but we've never been born again. And then when we did get born again and we went into this place of the wilderness, we still haven't overcame it because we don't understand what it is that we're going through and that we've entered into. So now, here we are, and now we think wrong is right and right is wrong. And we get an attitude when the Word of God tells us. We think people picking on us. But it's really God trying to straighten us. But because of the hardest spirit and the rebellious spirit and the stiff neck that we have as a people who want to do our thing, then what happens is, is that we continue to lose. We continue to struggle. We don't know why. It's in the book. We went up, but we didn't know what we were going up into. We were told that if we got saved, that everything was going to be all right. We didn't know that we enlisted in an army when we got saved. We enlisted out of one army and went into another. We didn't know that that's called treason. And the army that we left is really trying to kill us, find us, and kill us because it really hates us. See, we didn't know that. Because we didn't have no understanding of it. So the word of God tells us here that here we are. And we're in a place where we're trying to deal not only with the temptations of Satan, but also the temptations of those wild and carnal aspects within ourselves. Y'all know them thoughts that we have. Don't play up in here. Don't do that. Don't do that. See, that's the wall between the spirit and the flesh. And until we overcome that wilderness experience where we're fighting Satan as well as ourselves, because the flesh has made a covenant with Satan, because the flesh don't care about nothing except getting what it wants. And if God would give flesh what it wants, then flesh would be on God's side. But the word says, flesh and blood won't enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's what it says, you see. So flesh got to find something that it can collaborate with and go in covenant with. So flesh, in order to get what it wants, Satan say, I'm going to give you what you want. So now, flesh say, okay. Flesh don't care, it's going to kill your soul. All flesh wants is what flesh wants. So now you're in covenant with the devil, and the devil giving you what you want. Watch the word. I'm talking about overcoming. Being an overcomer. Because Revelation speaks about it, I think, eight times, I believe, in the book of Revelation, about what the blessings of an overcomer. 
So God tells us here, in back over here in our, in, in our uh, 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 scriptures, our main text. Look here in uh, 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 Luke 4.1. Go to 4.1. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. See, the Lord has, the reason why the devil don't want you coming to HOD is because the devil knows that you're going to learn what the word says. That you just ain't going to get a bunch of hype. You see. He knows that your mind is going to change on you if you stay up under this anointing long enough. It will change you. Because you see, you'll begin to see how God views this situation. See, I'm trying to help my people this morning. I'm trying to help y'all. I ain't trying to hurt y'all. I'm trying to help you. Look at this word here. When Jesus, verse 1, Luke 4, verse 1. Are we there? Look at that word. The word says, and Jesus being full of what? Returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit unto the wilderness. Remember that? He did that in Matthew, right? And the Bible says in verse 2 that being 40 days tempted of the devil. 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days he didn't eat nothing. And when he they were ended, he was hungry afterwards. But Look what it says. When he went into the wilderness, he was full of the Holy Ghost, right? Now that's what people get messed up at right there. They think just because they can speak in tongues that they got some power. They think that they go around and holler about I'm Holy Ghost filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm this, I'm that, but they live it like hell. They, they, they know all the languages of heaven, so they say. And every time you can't even say good morning to them without, oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on. Y'all seen them like that. Y'all ran up on them like that. I mean, come on, man. Good morning. Good morning to you. Or, 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 or that's a nice outfit. Oh, you know, it's just, just God. It's just you. Thank you. That's all you need to say. I mean, I'm serious. You do not have to be so spiritual in your anatomy with God. Because you're not fooling nobody but yourself. Amen. Just be yourself. Amen. And grow in grace. Amen. And then it will show. Now, Jesus goes full of the Holy Ghost. Look at the word. Luke 4.1. He goes into the wilderness full of the Holy Ghost. But it don't say nothing about no power. Does it? Now, he's going into the wilderness to be tempted. Remember now, the title of this message is Overcoming Your Wilderness Experience. See, Jesus had to overcome his wilderness experience too, so he could show us the way. He went in, saved, sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost, but no power. I'm going to prove it to you. Now, in that same chapter, that very same chapter. Verse 14. Go there. Now this is after he had overcome. That's after he had passed the test that the devil was trying to bring on him. I want you to look at verse 14. Luke 
chapter 4, verse 14. Are we there? Look what the words say. And Jesus returned. Where was he was returning from? Out of the wilderness. In the what? Uh-oh. He's an overcomer. Now he's got power. You see the difference? You can be filled all you want to with the Holy Ghost. And I know that people will see this and hear this message and they just won't understand it because they won't look in the scripture and see what the scripture sees. And then when they see what's in the scripture, then because of their preconceived teaching, they'll refuse to hear what the word of God says. They'll rather hear what a man says. Well, I've been taught all my life. Well, that's been your problem, the way you've been taught. Let God teach you through his word. And if you let him teach you through the word, then you'll know what the problem is in your life and where we've been going wrong. It's right here in the book. You've got to be an overcomer before you can tell the devil to go back to hell where he's supposed to be. He sure enough ain't supposed to be in us. So Jesus, he returned in the power of the Spirit into where? Let me tell you something. Galilee is the circle of the heathen. That's the world. You better not go back out there in Galilee without no power. And you ain't no overcomer yet yourself. You tear your head up. Do you hear what I say? Go out there if you want to. Talking about I can go here and I can go there. You'll be doing the same thing that the, the world knows. And then your testimony won't be worth two cents. I know what I'm talking about. I've been there. Did it. I can talk about me. I ain't got to talk about you. I know every one of your lifestyle. But I know my own too. So I just rather talk about mine. And what I had to overcome. Now you talk to God about you. And what you got to overcome. Because I'm just trying to tell you the truth about the situation. So... He didn't go down in Galilee until after he returned in power of the Spirit into Galilee. He didn't go down there with no power. But when he went down there, his fame went out through all the region about him. See, when you go back out in that world and you qualify and you bonafide, you make a mark. You make a mark. Because you'll stare hell right now. You'll stand right now and see it for what it is. I can't even hardly look at TV no more. It makes me sick. Every time, it's just sickening. Just everything just makes me sick now about the world. Everything. So I stand secluded. Because I come out better that way. I try to protect myself. I can't order no movies on TV. I got safe eyes on my com computer. Safe eyes. Safe eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I go to wrong place, safe eyes pop up. And it don't be nothing wrong, in my view. But safe eyes say no. No entertainment, no nothing. Safe eyes just keep popping up. I be trying to take care of business, religious stuff sometimes, and if the wrong word is in it, it won't go there. 
I tried to pull up something this morning about cross-cultural. I couldn't even get that. I said, well, what's, what's bad about that? Cesar said, no, you can't even go there. I said, okay, that's fine. Cesar. Let's go back to the Word, because we're going to see some things here. Get, I'm just going to teach you. I preached the other night. Y'all don't want me to preach today. Too kind to hurt you. I preached the New Year night. Two times ain't good for you. Huh? Pretty tight up here, huh? Sometimes get rough up here and all this is. Yeah, fire be coming down from heaven. I don't do that too often because you can't take it. <laughs> I be trying to look out for you. I say, Lord, you better have fear, y'all. <laughs> all of my leave. <laughs> I don't know, I had a hug it up, buddy. <laughs> but look at the word, Matthew. Because here's something that we really do need to see. Matthew, the fourth chapter. We see here in verse 2. That and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Well, after 40 days and 40 nights, you will be hungry, won't you? You know? And understand something now. Satan knows what we like and what we want. Did you hear me? So Satan is just like water. It's going to seek your lowest level. You can put water on the top of a mountain, it's going to seek its lowest level. Is it not? And that's where Satan is. Satan ain't going to catch you on your high point. He's going to catch you at your weakest, lowest level, and that's where he's going to play on you. That's where he's going to pound you at. If you're finding depression, that's where he's going to get you. That's what he's going to talk to you about. That's his voice right there talking to you. If you'll find his money, that's where he's going to talk to you. If you'll find his women, that's where he's going to talk to you. If you'll find his men, that's where he's going to talk to you. Wherever you feel that there's a deficiency in your life, that's where the devil's going to talk to you. For 40 days and 40 nights, the man had not eaten anything. Don't you think he was hungry? Amen. Huh? Look what the devil did. Now you got to understand that the three things that got Adam and Eve in the garden was the same three things that he tried to get Jesus with. And it's the same three things that he tried to get us with. It's called the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the lust of the eyes. Those three things. It's what took them down then. It's what's taking us down now. And it's trying to get Jesus too. Now watch this word. The Bible says... Verse 3, Matthew, the third chapter, I mean the fourth chapter, verse 3. And when the tempter came to him, he said, now notice how he was hungry. If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now here comes this demon. First thing he says, if you say then why are you acting the way you act? See, he tried to put doubt in your mind about who and what you are. So that's the number one thing is if. And see, we keep going for if. Instead of knowing who you are, he plants that seed of confusion and, and <laughs> you see, he plants that seed of confusion. You see, see, when Jesus in Mark the first chapter, we're going back to Mark there. You don't have to go there, but I'm just reiterating something here. You see, Jesus was tempted 40 days. 
of the Satan. And he was also tempted of his own wild beast, his own wild self within himself. See, Jesus was troubled on every side, but he wasn't distressed. Jesus, he was persecuted, but he didn't despair. Jesus was perplexed or confused at that situation, but he was not forsaken. And he was also cast down, but he wasn't destroyed. Because he didn't go for the if. He knew who he was. Amen. See, I'm trying to teach you how to be an overcomer. You overcome by knowing who God say you are and accepting who God say you are. You don't become an overcomer because somebody in your family tell you you are not this or you are not that or some of your friends tell you you are not this or you are not that. See, you don't become an overcomer like that. You become an overcomer by knowing who and what you are in God. And let me tell you something. The Word of God says you cannot take a strange fire into your bosom and not get burned. I cannot take drugs into my system and it don't burn me. You cannot take alcohol into your system and it do not burn you. The devil knows what your weak body is. And he'll make you lie to yourself and say, I can handle it. You ain't handled it yet. Because what makes you think you're going to handle it this time? I'm talking about everything. Whatever your purpose is, it'll all lead to hell. All of it. It don't make no difference. An addiction is an addiction. And man is an addictive thing. He's an addictive animal. So what he needs to do is learn to get addicted on Jesus. So the first thing he wants to do is, he said, I want you to command that these stones be made of bread. That's the lust of the flesh. Wasn't he hungry? His flesh wanted bread. So that's the first thing that he tried to hit you with. Is your Lord home. Feed your physical nature. I want a drink. I want some drugs. I want a woman. I want a man. I want this. I want that. Feed your flesh. It's called lust of the flesh. And you'll tell lies. And you'll do everything you can. And you'll, you'll search this scripture. Trying to validate your wrong. A man will do that. How many ever done that? You'll get right there in that scripture and try to validate your own wrong. And you know you'll be wrong. And God will run you right up on the truth. He'll do it. All the time. So he says, that's the lust of the flesh. He says, uh, Deuteronomy 8, 3, you don't have to go there. Jesus says to him, but in verse 4, look at verse 4 here. Uh, uh, Matthew 4, 4, talking about this lust of the flesh. If, 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 if you the son of God, see, trying to put doubt in your mind, then command these stones don't represent your thoughts. In other words, eat from your own thoughts instead of from the thoughts of God. In other words, eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. See, he just dressed it up a different way. 
It's the same thing. He just dressed it up a different way. He repackaged it, yeah. Same ingredient, but he repackaged it. Now he wants you to eat from your own thought process. In other words, he don't want you to be guided by God's thoughts. He wants you to be guided by your own. And a man who's left to be guided by his own thoughts is a man that's doomed to remain in the congregation of the dead. Doomed, I said. So Matthew 4, 4 says, but he answered and said, it is written, that's Jesus, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He went to Deuteronomy 83 and spoke the word on Satan. All he did was, he said, it is written, and it is written in Deuteronomy 83. Then look what the devil does in verse 5. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, uh-huh, into that place where he's encountered God, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. Mm-hmm. That's the high place. This is the temple. This is the holy city of God. The new Jerusalem is within us. And what he does is he takes him up. Remember in the book where the when you see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place proclaiming himself to be God. Y'all remember that? You know anything about that? Well, that's that devil done tricked you to make you think that you top dog in this temple. Now you doing what you want to do instead of doing what God tells you to do. Now I'm going to tell all y'all something right now, all of us. Under this anointing, you hearing this word, God will hurt you if you try. Now, when you, when you out there and things ain't going right in your life, that's because you done heard this word and it's you responsible for it now. And God gonna hold you responsible. So don't go crying when things ain't going right. Don't go crying. Go and check your resume, as I always say. Go back and check yourself. That's what you got to do. So what he does is he takes him up to this high place. Sound like the pride of life to me, don't it? Remember? The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. He tried to get Jesus the same way. The same way he got Adam and Eve, the same way he gets us, is the same way he tried to get Jesus with the pride of life. And he said to him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands and their power they shall bear thee up. Least at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. In other words, he's saying here, it's the same thing that Psalms 91, verse 11 and 12 says. That the angels will bear you up. See, Satan will use God's word to try to validate your insanity so that you'll do it. So, Jesus, he took him up, the devil took him up on this high place called the pride of life. And he was trying to get Jesus to jump down. In other words, 
He was trying to get Jesus to say to himself, well, I'm God, so I can do what I want to do. But Jesus didn't do that. Jesus come back and say, look at here, man. He said, it is written in verse 7, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. You see, a lot of us tempt God because we know that God is graceful. We know that God is merciful. We know that God loves us, so we figure we'll try God. Now, don't we? We figure, we figure okay, I'm going to try to get him this time. I'm going I'm to go and I'm going to do my little thing. God, 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 he understands. He knows. So you do all that for rationalize your insanity. But the word of God says there's only one way. One way. So the Lord goes on and he tells us that because here we're dealing with the pride of life. So the devil couldn't get him that way. So the devil got one more strategy that he comes with. He says, again, the devil taketh him up. See, keep going, see, as you go up. As you go up, always remember this, as you go up, the demonic forces get stronger against you. So when you step out on your ministry, you might as well know and understand that all hell is going to break loose. Because you're going up. And as you go up, there are more and more powerful demons. That's why it's so necessary that you become an overcomer of your wilderness experience. You have to. You have to become an overcomer of that wilderness experience. So what he does is he goes up and he takes him into an exceedingly high mountain. And he does what? That means he's showing him something. That means he looks at eyes. That's the third one. And he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. That's the lust of the eye. Now he's trying to get him on that. And he says, and said unto him, mm -hmm. all these things, not some of them, but all these things, will I give thee if thou will fall down and worship me. See, that's what the devil, how many people have sold their souls to the devil just for some kibbles and bits on this earth? You think about it. All them musicians that y'all like, gospel and world, a lot of them have sold their souls to the devil so that they can become famous. It never was about God. It was all about them and fame. And they sold themselves to the devil. And later on, they began to teach wisdom because they know that they sold and made that contract in blood with the devil. There's no retracting that. All because of the lust of the eyes. So this stuff out here, it just don't come. You got to be careful on what you're involved with and who you're involved with. You got to be around some sharp people when you're going up to keep you from failing. Because as you go up, the demon is trying every trick in the book. 
to try to get you. Now, I know what I'm talking about. Little innocent things that turn out to be a disaster. In verse 9 here in Matthew 4, verse 9, and he said unto him, All these things will I give to thee if you just fall down and you worship me. And verse 10 said, Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence. See, we got to learn how to tell the devil to get the hell behind me. We got to learn how to do that. See, we don't get rough enough with it. We, 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 we go petting demons. See, I don't pet demons. See, people sometimes, do I pet demons? No. When people come for counseling for me, do I pet demons? No. I don't pet demons. I cast demons out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't pet no demon. Now I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you where you're going wrong, what you're doing, the whole thing. I'm not going to play with you. I'm not going to sit there and tell you it's all right to kill yourself when it's not. Let's take that demon. You want me to pet that? I ain't petting nothing. Nothing. I'm not petting no demon. Because, see, I would be doing you an injustice. See, a bunch of pastors pet demons just so they can keep people. But that's wrong. You got some people's souls in your hands. And then you're going to pet. You know they need to be straightened out, and then you're just going to pet. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. I don't care what no preacher says. I had one over yesterday talking that. No, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. You know God. You get, no, I know God will keep you. That's what I know. I, that's what I know. You up in there. That's why your church like it is. You be messed up. Because you won't speak the truth. Because you don't want to offend nobody. When the Bible says, blessed is he, whosoever is not offended in me. If you're preaching the word, if they get offended, they're getting offended at God. They ain't getting offended at me. So he said, then saith Jesus unto him, get thee hence behind me, or get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thy servant. See, we got to learn how to stand strong on that. Because it was then and only then that the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Let's give God praise. 